Sid back here on the Jared the Boss Man Show. Got a great show for you this week uh, with Amber Hughes and Dennis Felden. Emails in the Boss Report and on the line right now. I tell you, we're joined by a 22-time OVC individual gold medalist, back-to-back OVC indoor track and indoor field athlete of the year. Straight out of ATL, the home of this radio program, my second hometown. It's Amber Hughes. What is good with you, Amber? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're coming off this uh, good event you had out there at the uh, Lenny Lyles Clark Invitational, and you got the meet record in the 100 meter hurdles. How's that feel for you to get this record at, at this meet you had this past weekend? Um, well, honestly, it felt really good because the previous meet, um, I had took a fall, so um, I wasn't able to get a good time in. So to come back and, you know, you know, do the record for the meet was was pretty good. I was happy. Now, Amber, at the Invitational, you also competed in other events uh, on the track and in the field. When you're at an Invitational or a meet like this, what goes into the physical and mental preparation to compete in multiple events as you do? Um, it, I don't know. It just, it just takes more than just thinking about it that day. Like I try to prepare for it mentally days leading up to it um, because I know it's going to be very taxing on my body to literally be competing all day. So um, I don't know. I just try to mentally prepare and once it's time to go, I just, can't think about it. I hear that, Amber. So it's like you just kind of fluids. You kind of do you watch film of, of your meets? So how's that? How's it all work for you? Because I'm interested in getting the background about how do you prepare for a meet? How how do you train your mind for? How do you get prepared to go out there and compete and all day long, as you said, and you still get the job done for you and your team? Well, um, like I said, uh, my coach, you know, she takes us through the motions throughout the week when it's leading up. Um, to the meet so you know early in the week we'll you know run hard and then as it's time to get close to the meet we'll kind of tone it down and prepare our bodies for it and as far as mentally um, I don't know I just I don't know it, it goes on like okay well it's time to compete you have a ton of events to do in one day and I mean it's not it's no problem complaining about it because I have to do it at the end of the day so I just I don't know I just go get it done that's it because I know it's not it's not just about me at the end of the day because I have to compete for my team as well. So now, Amber, J- Jr. has uh, talked a little bit to me about uh, TSU history and the history of um, being a Tiger Bell and the fact that you are a TSU Tiger Bell. Can you give us a little bit of uh, your feelings on what it means to be a Tiger Bell and a little bit of the history that goes along with that? Uh, well, before I came to TSU, I the Tiger Bells were a pretty big names. So I was like, well, it'll be exciting to be a part of that. But honestly, I didn't know um, how big of a name my actual head coach had in the um, track and field world until I did a lot of research on her before coming on my visit. And I don't know, just knowing about the history, I just told myself, okay, I want to contribute to that and I want to be known as a Tiger Bell. So, I knew I would have to work hard to be able to come a part of that history. I hear that, Amber. No way. You made a good choice coming to Tennessee State. I know I know for me coming to TSU was a good decision for me to get me out of Florida, you know, so I understand and how that was. Now, for you living in Atlanta, you know, we got Spelman, 
You got Clark over there, Georgia State, Georgia State. So what about Tennessee State resonated with you to make you say, hey, that's, I want to go up three and a half hours to Nashville and go to school up there, <laughs> knowing she had all day right there at your back doorstep? Uh, well, honestly, what ultimately made me choose uh, Tennessee State was how um, persistent my coach was, Coach Shigaro was, with pursuing me. Um, as far as other coaches who pursued me, it would probably be over the phone or something like that. But Coach Shigaro, I saw her at multiple of my meets. She came to my home on multiple occasions to talk to my parents, and we always kept in touch. So I knew that this was a coach that really wanted me to be a part of her team. So that's why I chose Tennessee. And I'm glad I did. I hear that. I'm definitely uh, glad you did as well. Now, coming up for you is the OVC Championship down in Oxford, Alabama. I never heard of Oxford, Alabama. I've heard of Mississippi, but <laughs> Alabama before. But uh, how excited are you for that? And for those who aren't aware of the qualification for the NCAA tournament and how that works, um, how does that work for you in going to OVC Championships? You need to win it to get in the NCAA. NCAAs. How does it all work, Amber? Well, uh, as far as it uh OVC championship, um, that's just, I mean, that's just another opportunity to make it to regionals and then ultimately um, compete to make it to the nationals. Um, but preparing for OVC, I'm very excited. Um, I know I'm going to have a handful of events there too, so I'm already trying to prepare for it, like, right now, even though it's two weeks away. Now, Amber, if you can give us a little bit uh... – of uh, what the experience was like for you competing in the 2016 Olympic trials. And uh, are there any plans for you to compete in the 2020 trials? Okay. Um, the, okay. Yeah. Uh, qualifying for, for the trials was really big for me because I actually qualified kind of off of a foot injury. So that's what made it way more exciting for me and uh, going there with my coaches and my mommy was able to come with me as well. So that was pretty big. But even though the national championship has been held there and I've been on the track before, the environment was so different. Um, being with the top athletes in the country, like, I don't know, it was just, it was fun for me. And my plans for the next um, Olympics in 2020 is to definitely make the Olympic team and compete in Tokyo. Now, Amber, outside the Olympics, like, tell us, what, what's the thing you can feel throughout the year when you're not in the Olympic year? Do you have like, different, like, different leagues, different meets? How does it all work? Can you repeat that again? No, I'll say, like, when you're not in the Olympic year, what kind of things do you all mm-hmm. do for us competing? Like, you have different meets around the world, you have, like, a league you go into, or how does that work for you guys? Um, collegiately or just period? Just period after you, after you get out of school. Oh, okay. Well, uh, as far as uh, once you're out of school and out of uh, the hands of NCAA, um, it depends on, like, where you go. If you go to uh, um, train with a coach or a club or something like that. Um, but that's how that will work. But it's always a qualifying mark. And, of course, you have to be, um, have to be signed up with um, USA Track and Field and have a membership with them. Um, to go through to get your marks qualified. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you just have to hit the marks that they have for you to make. 
Now, Amber, I see that you're a senior, major in mass communications, and as you know, you're mm-hmm. on a radio show with me and John here. So, mm-hmm. what, what are you looking forward to doing in the communications field and the sports media field? If that even, are you trying to come in John's gigs? Is that what you're trying to do, Amber, by getting mass <laughs> communications? Trying to get us, move us out of here already? If, if I could help, I would definitely help. Uh, but yeah, it, when I'm done competing, I would not mind going into, uh, you know, using my degree in in track and, you know, still be able still be able to be around track and field, but on the communication side. I would love to do that after I'm done competing. No, no doubt, no doubt. Also, that last one for you is Amber. You know, being a TSU alum, being a TSU student here, Jefferson Street. What is your? I know you're trying to feel. You kind of have to watch what you eat. What is your favorite Jefferson Street eatery that you go to when you're not trying to keep it all right and tight to get on that track? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my problem now. I I eat everything. I have a problem, but um, let's see. My favorite. Hmm. I eat a lot of wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing but wings. I really like them. That's probably the closest to the best wings um, outside of Atlanta. But honestly, no wings are better than Atlanta. I cannot find any wings that can top them. But as far as that shows, those will have to do. <laughs> well, now, JR, JR's got – you hit kind of a sore spot for JR because he's been trying to curb his, his wing consumption. So, <laughs> you know, you talk about all these delicious wings, and he can't really have them as much as he used to. So, you know, I'm sure his mouth's kind of watering right now. Yes, yeah. knockout wings, Cajun wings, Amber, and them biscuits. Oh, gosh. Knock- oh, the biscuits. Kn- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yes, every time I'm there, I go get me 12 Cajuns and two extra biscuits because that's what I like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know something about no, no, Amber, you know, I don't know how, how no, you know how it is in Atlanta, but doesn't it seem like the knockout wins is kind of the, the semi-clubs almost? It is. Oh, my God. It's always people there. Like, <laughs> it's just always people there. Like, it's never a time where it's empty. <laughs> Exactly, and you know what? This was crazy. Is that you see you see everything at that place, and then the Popeyes too was like a club. The Popeyes oh, were popping too. How about <laughs> I went to Popeyes over there, and I asked for the uh, the shrimp box, and they were out of shrimp. Of course, I was out of shrimp. Out, I, I, I out of biscuits, so out of out of everything. So <laughs> out of everything, you know. I hate that, and uh. Right. I'm going to tell you, Amber, at one time, me and my friend, who John knows very well, J.C. Smith was in there, he wanted some spicy white, and they had spicy white. He's like, come on, it's spicy white, you know what, you can't get all the <laughs> spicy block, you're going to have it for me, right? I don't want no poly boy, I don't want nothing, I want it white, you don't have it? Right. Like, bro, we're in the hood, man, the hood ain't got it like that, <laughs> they going to be tripping. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I know John likes some Popeyes too, as well. You know, mm-hmm. you know John's just like me and you. He love that chicken. Well, you gotta get that. Like you guys said, you gotta get that extra biscuit. You know, if you get something with a little heat on it, you gotta get that biscuit to tamp the heat down a little bit. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you have to. 
no doubt. Well, Amber, I tell you what, it's been fun to have you on the show with us. Let's have you on the show again down the road as well. Good luck to you at the OVC Championship. We'll be watching. And best of luck to you if you make the regional and make it to the NCAAs as well, Amber. And a little ATL for life. Straight out, no way, Lana. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day now, okay? You too. All right. That's okay. That's the boss show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at DraftA Consultants. The concept is a simple one. DraftA Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. DraftA Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. 
Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. We have the five best or worst to read to you today. We don't know which one they are. They are, they are what they are, the emails. And, John, are you ready for today's email segment today, my man? Ready as I can ever get. Oh, my God. Today, the first email coming to us today addresses us by the names of Corich and Lejakovich Messler. I hear two people discuss good take and bad take. What is that? Tell me more with a capital M. Timmy and Winnipeg. <laughs> well, Timmy, um, way to go on completely butchering our names. <laughs> Korik, I don't even know. And Lejakovich Messler. That sounds like a pro tennis player, right? Like, <laughs> does it? He sure does. <laughs> I'm a pro tennis player now. I wonder what seat I'll be in the in the open. Lejakovich Messler. He wants to know. Basically, I can decipher this pretty easily. He wants to know when he hears people talking about. Timmy's from Winnipeg, so maybe he's not you know up to speed on what we talk about down here, south of his border. Um, What is a good take and a bad take? Well, basically, Timmy, good takes are what you hear from Jr. and I while we're doing interviews and uh, you know the emails and the boss report. Bad takes are basically anything that Florida man says to the cops to try to get out of trouble. That would be a bad take. Okay? So, the meth had me on my level. Bad take. Bad take. Okay, that's that's an example of a bad take. Um, there, there's plenty of others. None are popping off the, the top of my head right now, but I'm sure we can come up with some for you later on in the show and point them out as we do the boss report. We sure can, Timmy. Uh, Timmy, uh, the, the, the names, though. Porridge and Lejakovich Messler. <laughs> Are you playing Roland Garros next week, my man? Did you tell me about yeah. it? Are you playing Rock from the Dog right. or something? I know, and the, your, yours is like a mixture between Corey and Cedric, I think. Like, like Corick, right? Like, what is that? Yeah, Corick or Corich? I don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah, he really, he really butchered him. Way to go, Timmy. Way to go. <laughs> we'll get into the second email, JR. Um, this one comes to us from Tito Evo in States. Uh, it, it doesn't say that he's in these states. It just says in states. So apparently he's traveling in multiple states. Esso and Derek Ajani. This Jeff Z. Stith guy comes on and he speaks of Turcos, Crystal, Rebs, Karatoki, Wangs, and Overfoods. What is his 
masterudiums, masturbatons with food and hallows clays of partner particular. Hard in grass me. Thanks. Again, that's from Tito Evo in the States. Excuse me, just the States. And um, JR, I wish you well on deciphering that one, my friend. Uh, Timmy, example of bad time. <laughs> yes, <Right> yes. Because <laughs> you have glossed J.C. Smith to Jeff Z. Stiff. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's Jeff J.C. Smith that was supposed to be. <laughs> Jesus. Jeff Z. Stiff. He just, <laughs> that quick, he turned J.C. into a white dude from, uh, from Missouri or something, right? Exactly. He takes a quote, charcoal and tacos, crystal ribs, karaoke wings and foods. That's his that's his wheelhouse, Tito Evo. That's what Jesse's known for. He talks about food of these types of things. That's what he's about. Uh what is his narcissism with food? No, he likes food. That's I, I'm gonna ignore your first part. Food, yes, he likes to talk about food. Whatever that is, he likes food. I'm talking about food. That's part of J.C. Smith's charm. He loves food. He loves women. He loves karaoke. He loves life. That's what he does. His name is not, quote, Jeff Z. Stiff. It is J.C. Smith. I wonder what state Tito is in. (laughs) North Dakota. Montana, Idaho. You think he lives in one of those parts of a state where it's like four states converge into one area? Grand Rapids, Michigan, or four points or five points. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just that's to see Timmy as a bad take. You call this man Jeff Z. Stiff that quick. <laughs> Yo, what's good, Jeff Z. Stiff? <laughs> oh my god. The next email, ready for this one. Mate, what's up with this Kentucky turkey thing going on? They selling me to buff on teas, pigs, and dogs, breaking on dirt. This is dumb to me. Why on the and meals, though? Bleep. Andre and East Orange. (laughs) 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 I I honestly, Jared, this is the first time in email uh, report history that I'm completely stumped on this one. Okay, I understand what he's saying. What's up with this Kentucky turkey thing going on? Okay, I, I have no idea what you're referring to. I didn't know there was a Kentucky turkey thing going on. They're selling me to buff on teas, pigs, and dogs raking on dirt. I don't. I don't am I missing something on that? Is there some street slang that I'm missing there? I have no idea, my man. Okay, mess is dumb to me. I get that. He thinks it's stupid. Why on the and meals, though? I, I don't know, Andre. I really don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. I mean, I, I, under, I can decipher the words, but once I decipher them, they don't mean anything to me. Okay, that's the problem I'm having here. Usually, <laughs> They're yeah, nothing. Right, nothing. usually we break the code, and then there's it, it reveals an actual string of sentences we can decipher. Uh, Andre, this means nothing. You have You have written a code that when deciphered is actually another code. So, congratulations. Exactly. You win. You win. Timmy, bad take. Yes, Timmy. This is an example. Bad take from Andre and East Orange. Good take by John. Bad take by... Right. 
Oh, man. Next email, JR. Next email comes to us from Ed in the DD Alliance, wherever that might be. He states to us, Raphael and Eric Anderson, apparently you now are a pro tennis player as well. I am confused by the moon. I read about the moon eclipsing and a sonar and ludicrous eclipse. I, he's saying exclipsing. I'm sorry. I should read it verbatim. He's saying exclipsing with an X. Exclipsing. Terrible. How the moon gonna do that to me? I thought eclipse was mouth toy. You knew about it? Damn. Why, elders? Bless on me on it. Damn. Head. That's from Ed in DD Alliance. Now, JR, I just want to point something out. He started off with one coherent sentence. After that point, it's on you, bro. Yeah, you're confused by the moon. That's See, Timmy, another bad thing. Why would the moon confuse you? It's, it, it should, the moon should never confuse anybody, but okay. You read about the moon eclipsing. And a sonar, you mean solar, and a lunar eclipse, not lunar eclipse. Uh, how the moon do it to me? I don't know. I don't control the stars and skies. It's God's job, not mine. You were thawed body eclipse was a mouth toy? Dad, I'm, I'm lost there. I knew about it. What I know about it? Elders, we probably all older you. Did. Bless you on bless you nothing on damn head. Hey, why, why is that round head there? I don't get that. <laughs> it's like his it's like his closing to his email. Instead of, you know, regards or best wishes, it's head. Yeah. <laughs> hey my man, what does head mean? That random head that said like head? Uh, I don't know. I just go back to the first part. Like, he just randomly states to us, I am confused by the moon. Like, what's to be confused about? It's up in the sky, bro. <laughs> exactly. You can't get to it. I mean, you can, but you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Is that even on right. your mind? Like, my man, let nature do what nature does. See, Timmy, bad take. Yeah, we, you can take by me and John. Bad we don't get you. too many, uh, you know, lunar emails, you know, or, or solar system email references. That that was a first one from Ed in the DD Alliance. Again, I have no idea what the hell that is, but, you know, good for you, Ed. <laughs> exactly. And here we go. We got, let's leave it there, Showman Juan Jimmy Wayne. Wow. <laughs> let's just stop there for a second. Who is who in that in that greeting? Because there's no no commas, no slashes, no hyphens. It just says Showman Juan Jimmy Wang. Exactly. Like who in the hell is that? I, I guess I'll be Jimmy Wang if you want to be Showman Juan. <laughs> I guess it's a lot of that's, 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 that's I mean, it's up to you. You can be Showman, and I'll be Juan Jimmy Wang. Yeah, I'll be show, man. You be wanting to be Wayne. Here we go. I heard you say that after the morning, after the show report, stay with you. Stay talking to you. And you email eyes them because you email eyes it talk all. Why is that 
What show reporter reports stayed with you the most of Spectrum, Warren in North Falls? All right, Warren. I, I believe he's directing this to me, the one and only Juan Jimmy Wang. Is, is that correct? Yes. That so he heard us say that the morning after the show, the boss report stays with me. And yeah. the email, I guess e- email is supposed to be email. And, and you email eyes them because you email eyes it. I, don't, that, I can't, I can't even, I don't even understand what you're saying, Warren. That one, we'll just stick with the boss report. We'll assume you're talking about the boss report and me thinking about it after the fact. Okay, fair enough. You're asking why is that? Well, you, Warren, you've clearly heard the boss report. There is some shocking stuff that goes down on the boss report. It, it hangs with you. There is some hang time on some of those stories, okay? I mean, hell, last week we had a babysitter who was, you know, completely... Uh, unaware of the fact that the, the, the dog was dropping the sloppy on the kid on the couch and the baby was just rolling around like a freaking robot vacuum cleaner on the floor. I mean, I still don't understand how the hell that's possible, but at any rate, what show report or report say with you the most of the, of Spectrum, I guess what he's saying, across the board? Um, I, that would be one of them. I mean, it, it's hard to, to just say one. I mean, there's been so many, JR. There's been so many. I mean... We've been doing this for five years. Like it's harder. I guess one. If you're gonna uh, right off the top of my head, Jared, I would say Wisconsin Delight would be one that I it pops in my head periodically. Um, this babysitter one from last week pops in my head periodically. It did this week anyway. Um, the rash of China Man uh, penis dismemberings that we had, I believe it was last spring <laughs> or summer. Yes, last spring. Uh, yes. That, those kind of stuck with me. <laughs> Walking across the street when I saw Asian men for a while. <laughs> exactly. uh, Florida man. I mean, Florida man is is good for one a week, dude. I mean, it, it never ends with Florida man. Exactly. Meth have you on my level. Yeah. That that take in that story. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I mean. You remember when the when, remember we did that report with True Speech where the the men the blue flowers of the woman wrecked them? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there one where some some dude was cleaning out his chicks his chicks uh, basket with a freaking was bleach or something? Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, Chloe. Yeah, he ble- bleached out her her junk. I agree it with bleach. Like what? See, those are the types of things with you. Like, I can quote that one off the top of my head. You know, but those are like the ones you named the ones I remember the most. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. still Wisconsin like That one sticks with me like nobody's business. I, I, I think about that one pops in my head, JR, periodically throughout the course, maybe two or three times a month. Randomly pops into my head, you know, for no reason. Folks, that's your email segment here on the Boss Man Show. Coming next to Dennisville in the Cleveland State after the break.
for all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Tiger Bell, did, did your listener emails, and then we're joined by the new head coach of Cleveland State Vikings, Dennis Felton. Coach Felton, how does it feel to be back in the business now, Coach? 
Well, you know that saying, be careful what you ask for. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no, I feel good. I, uh, you know, I I enjoyed my time away and I feel fortunate that, um, you know, right around the time I was wanting to come back and be a head coach again, not only did I get an opportunity, but I got a great one here at Cleveland State. Coach, I, I know it's a very big memory for you. I remember watching you coach Georgia at Georgia Tech. I was a, a younger kid then, but uh, I was I was at I was there at that tournament when the tornado happened. Had to coach, coach Georgia Tech and coach you got the team into the into the NCAA tournament. Coach, I was a great runner for you. What do you remember about that that whole weekend, that whole moment, Coach? I know for me as a young a younger guy with my, with my mom, it was like wow, you know, I've seen you guys pull it off. How was that for you, Coach? Well, it was uh, it, it was one of those unique moments of uh, you know just a great feeling of accomplishment. I've in, in ten years as a head coach, um, I, I, I've managed to make it to five uh, tournament championship games, and, and and have had a chance to win four of them. So I had won uh, you know those kinds of championships you know several times before, but for very very obvious reasons. That was a really, really unique one. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think we all, you know, when I say we, I'm talking about all of our players. And, you know, we, we all understood uh, the unique significance of how we had, you know, the fact that we had to win two major college games in a, in a conference like the SEC in one day and in three of those games in, in little more than 24 hours. So uh, I think we were, you know, obviously we were really all exhausted uh, by the time it was over, but um, just a really, really special uh, feeling of team accomplishment, and you know where we just we, we knew we had to really show some you know some great resilience, resiliency, and perseverance. And uh, one of the things I remember most is the fact that um, I was completely losing my voice, and could you know by the last couple of games I could barely muster uh, any sound out at all, and. Um, and, and I had to end up, especially at, at the beginning, to start the last game, the championship game, I had to write a lot of things down on the board because I literally couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I'd lost my voice. And, and, uh, but somehow, you know, miraculously, I would always, as, as the juices started flowing, I would always, you know, get a little bit of my voice back in order to, to be able to get the point across. But, um, uh, it, it was, you know, and it was, it was, it was bizarre, um, you know, having to do it at Georgia Tech's uh, arena. I'm still very, very grateful for all the folks over at Georgia Tech who were um, accommodating enough to make it happen uh, at such short notice. You know, basically to open up their building and get it ready uh, in just a few hours overnight. Um, but it was, it, it was bizarre having to do it that way and and not having the, you know, the normal trappings of you know, thirty thousand at the uh, at the Georgia Dome, um, but uh, but we, we we didn't miss any of that. We were really really focused on the task at hand and figuring out a, a way to just win the next possession. For next, forget the game, just just win the next possession, and and that's how we we played in that tournament. We we just lived for each possession. Now, coach, turning from the past to the future, and your future specifically at Cleveland State. You know, what does it uh, mean to you to to be heading into this uh, leadership role with the program? Uh, what about the city resonated with you? Uh, what about the administration and the university resonated with you uh, and your family when you decided to take on this opportunity? Sure. Well, um, 
it, it always starts with the opportunity, kind of evaluating and grading the opportunity in terms of just what are the, what are the chances to succeed there? Um, you know, because we all want to succeed. We all want to win and win at a high level. And, you know, some places are better built to win than others. Um, I thought there were some exciting characteristics at Cleveland State that uh, made me think we could succeed here, uh, you know, starting with the kind of school it is and the kind of campus it is and the fact that it's in a great city um, like Cleveland. I, I just kind of it piqued my interest to saw as soon as I saw that it had opened up when Gary Waters decided, to, who's a good friend of mine, he, he decided to retire. Um, but then, uh, you know, Mike Thomas, the, the brand-new athletic director who had uh, a lot of uh, – had been around and had a lot of very rich experiences himself as a leader uh, of, of various, uh, you know, great athletic departments. Uh, when he reached out, uh, I, I, I was excited about it, but then I got even more excited about it and more enthused as, as I got to know him because, uh, you know, one thing I've really learned is that uh, so much of this is, is just, you know, you know, being around good people and, you know, being a part of a, a great team uh, of folks that, you know, will work hard together and, and uh, pull in the same direction and be resourceful about figuring out a way to get things done. And uh, so I felt really good about uh, about Mike. And um, and then on a personal level, um, my wife and I, we're just, we're city people. We, you know, we, we love, uh, you know, major cities and all the resources and, and uh, you know, things that you have ex- access to. And uh, so we were really, really excited about not only working in Cleveland, but living, living in Cleveland. And, uh, and, and Cleveland, I think, is a big part of our formula here. We, we plan on using the great city of Cleveland uh, in order to leverage it uh, with all of its, you know, resources and, and um, you know, and, and positive things it has going for it to the benefit, for the benefit of our players. It's a place where uh, not only can you get a great education in a classroom, but you can get a great experience that can lead to, um, you know, a terrific start to a career in, in, in practically any field. And um, so that's, uh, you know, so we felt like there were some things in place here that we could, uh, we could take advantage of to, to recruit well and, and, uh, and, and put together winning teams. And, Coach, speaking of recruiting, Coach, what are the kind of guys you want to recruit to Cleveland State and join your program? And do you feel like recruiting at the high major level before will help you kind of recruit at this mid-major level at, in the Horizon League? Because you've done it in SEC, you've done it in the American College with Coach Heath out there. So how do you feel that experience will help you as you recruit Cleveland, using the city of Cleveland, as you just mentioned, the city of Ohio, just the whole area in general, to get guys to come in there and play for you and play hard for you and build your program? Yeah, well, regardless of where I've coached before, I think the important thing is just, the amount of experience and, and time I have in the business because uh, with each passing year in this business, especially when you're a good person who treats people, uh, treats people right and, um, and, 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 and does right by, you know, uh, the, the, the players that you uh, have, you know, gotten a chance to, to coach over the years, you know, you, you build a network, um, you know, even though I've never coached uh, precisely in this area up here in, in, in Northeast Ohio, I already had uh, established uh, many relationships with, with folks up here that would allow me to sort of hit the ground running. Uh, but then just the experience of being in the business and, and recruiting over the years and, and kind of, um, you know, being at a point where you're real secure 
um, with who you are and, and how you personally, how I personally need to go about uh, uh, recruiting players and, and just as importantly, um, attracting the right kind of players, player, players that, that I can be effective with uh, from the standpoint of our style of play, how we want to play, right down to just my style of leadership and, uh, and, and you know, how I approach the game of basketball and how I approach coaching and how I approach leading young men. Uh, you know, I, I, the smart thing for any coach to do is, is to recruit guys that um, are, are good fits, you know, for, for you as a coach. Because um, if you do that, you're going you're to be successful in bringing out the best in each other. And so, so that's what we're, we're about now. As a product, we, you know, we feel like we have a lot, you know, to recruit to. We've got a 14,000-seat arena. We've got this right in the heart of uh, downtown Cleveland. Our, our players can literally uh, steps away from their apartments. Uh, our, you know, the Q where the Cavaliers and, and we play games. Uh, the Jake where the Cleveland Indians play. The, you know, the Cleveland Browns and great restaurants and great, you know, hangout spots and a lot of different cool neighborhoods around the city. So uh, as far as recruiting goes, uh, outside of a great school that, you know, has a pretty campus, in the heart of Cleveland, we, we actually like to say that the city of Cleveland is our campus because it really is. So we have a lot of positive things to sell about our program, but then at the end of the day, it's, it, it always comes down to relationships and the relationships that we can establish with, uh, with prospects and, and their families and, and uh, you know, and persuading them to come be a part of this. Now, Coach, when people come out to watch the team play uh, and they're watching you guys, guys on the court what are the things that you want them to take away after watching you in action what kind of team are they going to see uh, and what kind of team do you want on the court uh, this upcoming season well one thing uh, that's always going to be a constant with our teams is that we are going to be uh, a team that that really really competes fiercely that you know just really plays hard and brings it every night and uh, we're going to be a team that always plays together that always plays with chemistry and plays for each other and, and with each other where we share the experience. And so, you know, and, and we're going to be a team that um, plays with purpose and intelligence, uh, you know, that, that exhibits an understanding of what goes into winning games and also what goes into losing games and, and how to avoid those things. So, we'll, we'll, you know, my teams have tended to be teams that um, no matter where we're at, in our process of development, we, we tend to overachieve. So those are going to be some constants. In terms of style of play, um, we will uh, be a team that plays fast. We'll be a team that uh, plays in a lot of space. We're, we'll, we'll be a, uh, a spread pick and roll team with a lot of ball movement, a lot of body movement away from the ball, and a lot of space where we, uh, where we attack the rim a lot off the dribble, off the bounce. And, uh, you know, and create rotation, you know, put teams, you know, defenses into rotation. And, and then where we start moving that ball around and, and you, know, you know, be a team that kind of gets ahead of the defense as much as we can and relies a lot on three-point shooting. Uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll always want a team on the floor that has at least four players that can, that can score and play from 25 feet in and, uh, and, and where it kind of just naturally – create space for each guy to be able to have a lot of, you know, freedom to be dynamic and be creative and, and do his thing. Um, so it's, it's, uh, 
you know, it's, uh, you know, the five years I spent in the NBA really impacted me uh, from the standpoint of how to, you know, how to approach the game. And, and, uh, and you know, I was, with, I was with San Antonio Spurs, you know, during that time when we were transitioning from a team that was built primarily around Tim Duncan's low post game to becoming a team that played with speed and space with a lot of pick and roll that was kind of centered around the dynamic ability of Tony Parker and Monte Ginobili and where we took, you know, took Timmy out away from the basket and, and, uh, you know, you know, allowed him to be more of a face up, uh, a face up player and use his skills that way. So those kinds of experiences, um, you know, really, really impacted me and, and will have a lot to say with, you know, how, how I approach, uh, you know, putting together teams and, and playing moving forward, you know, at here, here at Queensland State. And, Coach, I want to ask you about your non-conference schedule, Coach, as well. Being in Cleveland, I'm pretty sure you can get a lot of guys who want to come there and play you guys, a nice, nice arena. So how do you feel about going to, going for us non-conference? You want to go heavy, like playing a lot of high major teams, or you want to get some wins and some confidence for your team, or kind of think about the RPI and the Ken Palm. So how do you feel like you go about scheduling the teams after this next year you can actually get your hands on it yourself? Yeah, well, two things. I, 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 I've always believed in scheduling aggressively because you've got to – um, you've got to create opportunities to take advantage of to uh, to to you know prove your prove your value you know to you know make statements on the national scene and and to um, you know be able to uh, you know just kind of become relevant. But you've got to balance that with um, a real sensibility as to where your program is each year. So as we're as we're kind of building our program from the floor up at Cleveland State. Um, we'll take that into account. I don't think it would serve us well to overschedule, and meaning that we, you know, we schedule too many uh, games up that are really, really tough, and make it hard for you know a young developing program to develop some confidence and momentum. So it's a balance between those two ideas. You know, balancing where you're at, um, you know, with that with that year's team and your development of your program with um, wanting to be aggressive and wanting to schedule the kind of folks that give you the opportunity to make statements. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, at, at Western Kentucky, we were, you know, building that program up and, you know, and we'd gotten to where we were really good and people in the region kind of knew it. And, and then that third year, uh, we wanted folks beyond, you know, the region to know it. So we scheduled Kentucky at, at Kentucky and uh, took advantage of that opportunity by beating the number four team in the country on their home court and um, at a little place like Western Kentucky. And so, you know, all summer leading up to that year, you know, we talked about you know, November 4th or whatever that date was, that was going to be America's wake up call to the Hilltoppers. And uh, so that's, that's kind of an example of how you can, uh, you can, you can be smart and aggressive uh, about building a schedule that helps you build your program. Coach, as we go into the 2017-2018 season, are there any rules that you'd like to see the rules committee look at uh, instituting for the upcoming season and beyond or, or potentially something that you might like them to, to look at rolling back? Well, one's real simple. They need to get rid of the double foul. It's, uh, I don't think there's any play for it in the game where you know you, you, you call a foul on both teams because, first of all, it, it doesn't happen that way. Somebody – you know, somebody fouled first, and there should there's, there should never be a call made where both teams are upset. 
you know, the, the referees should, you know, be, you know, they should be, uh, you know, uh, uh, held accountable for, for, for making a call on, on, on one of these. I'd, I'd rather a foul be called against my team that I believe is wrong than be the, you know, victim of a double foul. Uh, so that's one that's just always, always bothered me. Um, one part of the game that I think, you know, the, the officials have been uh, putting a lot of effort into making the game less physical in recent years so that it's uh, not as, you know, not as difficult to score. And um, uh, one, and, and they've been, and they've been doing a really good job. I mean, they really have, uh, um, you know, the, the lack of, uh, the, the lack of contact against drivers today compared to what it was just a few years ago is, is, a, is a big example of how it's, it's made the game cleaner and, 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 uh, given the offense, you know, better opportunity to score. Um, but one area that I think, uh, and, and I think, well, every official, every every supervisor I've talked to has agreed, is the um, what the offensive rebounders get away with in going to the offensive glass. Um, that's 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 one area that is just still uh, very under officiated. It's uh, you know we're at, we're at a moment in time where. Um, you know, guys that go to the offensive glass uh, get away with almost anything in their attempt to, you know, to beat people who are legally blocking them out to keep them off the glass. And, Coach, I have been assistant to also the last three years on the coach, Ethan, coaching the American Conference coach. The addition of Wichita State's at conference, uh, do you feel that that helped them for getting to becoming more than a 2 a league with SMU and uh and you know, uh, what's what I say? What's the school? What's the school? Dropping blank for a second. SMU, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you know, while we were in the league, it's actually, um, you know, last year uh, was the first year that uh, the league was uh, down to two bids. Uh, I think the year before we had, uh, we actually had five teams. Uh, one being SMU, they had they had committed NCAA violations, so they were ineligible for the tournament. But they were certainly one of the top. They were, you know, one of the top 25 teams in the country. So that year we would have had five teams in the tournament. Instead, we had four. Uh, the year before that, we had multiple teams. That the, the American Athletic Conference is actually very, very underrated. The, I, I felt it, it was, you know, we were getting more teams in the tournament than the SEC uh, and, and, and folks like that. So um, last year, what happened was the league. Uh, got really young and inexperienced across the board. Uh, the, the, you know, the, every, everybody, you know, lost a lot of players from the year before. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, I, I think the league is uh, is already good. It's been really good. Wichita State certainly will be another good team uh, to add to the mix. But but that was a, that the AAC was a very very strong conference the whole time we were in it. When, you know, when I joined the conference three years ago, Connecticut had just come off winning the national championship. And, and uh, you know, again, you know, last year, Connecticut was decimated by injuries, you know, so they were a top, you know, top 10, top 15 team going into the season. And then before they could hardly get out of the gate, they lost, uh, you know, I think three of their best players. And, and uh, not a lot of programs could have that happen to them and, and just go on unaffected. So I don't think, uh, I don't think it was a league, uh, that needed uh, Wichita State as much as Wichita State needed that league. So, Coach, I'm gonna let you in on a, on a little secret here. I'm a, it's a, not a secret to our listeners, but a secret to you. I'm a Cleveland guy, born and raised oh, in good. Cleveland. Yes, sir. Born and raised. My in Cleveland. man. Yes, sir. I live in Cleveland right now. Okay. How about so, that? Uh, 
you know, uh, you know what's it's, you know what's crazy. I have met more people with Cleveland State or Cleveland City uh, ties than I ever knew existed since I took this job. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy like that. If you go and, and what's funny about it is, if you go out to the West Coast, you wouldn't think you know anybody from Cleveland. There's tons of people on the West Coast from Cleveland. Tons of people in the South. They're all over the people travel and spread out from Cleveland. There's Cleveland people all over the country. Now, How about that? local knowledge, uh, where, where you been in town so far? How long you been in town? Uh, you know, it's been about a month, but to be honest, I've been out of town more than I've been in town just because of all the travel, recruiting, travel, Final Four, and all those things. So, And when I am in town, I've been, uh, you know, I've been in the office pretty much from, you know, from early morning till, till early morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't been around town a lot. I have made it. I did make it to uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, playoff game, the first playoff game. Uh, I was supposed to go to the second one, but something came up that took me out of town and I couldn't go. And, and I've been to uh, been to a couple of restaurants. Um, so, uh, but I haven't just haven't had time yet. Hey. I just got my first haircut since I took this job a couple of days ago. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I've been really, really grinding it out here. Well, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make an appointment, come down and see you. Uh, I attended Cleveland okay, State good. University. I know, know the, know the university very well. And, uh, I wish you the best of luck down there. Um, you know, having went there, being a part of the city, but I'll stop down, make an appointment. I'll give you the lay of the land. I'll give you all the local knowledge for the restaurants and uh, different things that you need to know while you're in town. And uh, we'll, we'll hook up uh, one of these days. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I look forward to really, really experiencing this place, especially, especially next year. <laughs> After we get through year one, we, we've got a lot of work in front of us right now. <laughs> I, hear, I, hear I hear you. I hear you. I hear that, Coach. Yes, yes. That's a John's a Cleveland coach. I'm in Atlanta, so hey, Coach. You're in Atlanta. I got you coming to Atlanta. John got you in Cleveland, Coach. So, so you're coming. Hey, and I still, hey, we still keep a house in Atlanta, so that's, we love Atlanta, too. <laughs> I hear that, Coach. Coach, this has been so great to have you on the show. I said, I've been a fan of yours for years, and I'm so happy for you. And I, John and I are happy for you, Coach. We'll be cheering for you. And I can see you and John Hook could get together, guess, have some lunch sometime. And when you get in Atlanta, feel free to come on by. I'll definitely come see you as well, Coach. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for spending, letting me spend some time on the uh, on the air with your fans. So for our folks, this is fun. Cleveland State here on the Boss Man Show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. 
Drafting Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. John, uh, you ready after the, this week's emails? Are you ready for this week's box report? Yeah, actually, um, you know, we, we did the emails one segment early this week, so I feel like I've had a, a segment worth of break, you know, in between the madness. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm ready to go. And Coach Felton was a good, good break, wasn't he? Yeah, he that was excellent guess, man. He, he just was, you know, dropping truth bombs out there, giving all kinds of background. Um, behind-the-scenes info. That was a great interview. Yes, indeed. They'll be in the show archives for sure. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the Boss Report. 
Alright, first story, John, is this. We have an Ohio woman arrested after pulling Uzi on Barber that took too long to give son a haircut and allow her to give him the sloppy toppy. <laughs> uh, okay, let's... I just gotta just... <laughs> this is one of those stories, JR. <clears throat> I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> a... Why are you walking around with an Uzi? Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this chick's got a Mac 10 in her handbag. She must have had a pretty big bag. I mean, that's not like necessarily a, a small weapon. I mean, they're, you know, it's fairly big. It's not like it would fit in a regular purse. Okay. Secondly, did you say that, sh- that the barber wouldn't let her give him the sloppy toppy and that wasn't an additional reason that she was upset? Yeah, because first of all, the haircut to give her some haircut <laughs> took too long. And obviously, they had an arrangement for some sloppy toppy and he wouldn't hurry up his clients so she could go get him the sloppy toppy and get her <laughs> son's haircut. So she decided to put Uzi on it. I don't know, man. You just better take care of that woman. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> whoever whoever is in the path of this woman, just make sure you got your business in order. Exactly. She got the Uzi machine with her. Like, she's going to put you out your business without do, doing your job. Well, she wants to feel the punishment. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-oh. Three Florida inmates are arrested. After bust out of jail to destroy any stores that sell Sierra and Russell Wilson items to so support to their man future. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> run, it, run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Three Florida inmates are arrested. After bust out of jail to destroy any stores that sell Sierra or Russell Wilson items to show support to their man future. <laughs> Oh, it's well established. We established <laughs> that Florida man loves future. Okay, and, and apparently they've taken it to a new level. Now they're not only just you know enjoying his his artistic talent, they're also standing up for him, and they're they're going out. They're being militant on his behalf. I mean, I, I like it, man. I like it. Yeah, we we kind of discovered the pattern. Florida man loves future. Somebody bust out of jail to assist future. Yeah, exactly. And so, it, it, side note, side note. What what is the um, the background story there between Russell Wilson and Sierra? I know that they're engaged or married, right? Yes. And then future. How does he play into that? I'm not up to date on that. That Sierra has a baby by future. Oh, okay. Future Junior. She left future to go to him. And future does not like Russell Wilson around his son. So they have beef with each other. Russell Wilson's scared of future. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I mean, listen, I, he, he seems like he's kind of pretty straight-laced dude, right? Yes. So, I mean, I'm not sure why you would want the, the dude around your son. He seems like a pretty pretty normal, you know, father-like figure. I, I get it. I mean, he's not your, you know, it's your son and whatever, but he doesn't seem like the type of guy. Like, like you wouldn't want your kid hanging around, like, um, I don't know, um, throw a name out there. Old dirty, uh, ba- old dirty bastard. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if ODB was hanging around with your kid, yeah, maybe you might be like, dude, that's not a good situation. Well, according to Future, Russell was trying to quote undo 
his swag and undo his teachings for his son. He don't like it. Because that's, that's how that polar opposites our futures is, his future is, and then this is how fucked up he is. Future wants his son to be like him. Oh, oh, yeah, I, so I feel you. Undo the futureness of, of, of little baby future. His, his name is future too. The baby's name is future as well. <laughs> future, he's a future future. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's why the Florida men are attacking them to support future. Wow. Florida man, you're funny. I love it. You're right. You was right, John. Tallahassee, Dade County, Orange County, Duval, all the future headquarters down there. <laughs> i tell you what. We have a Oklahoma woman arrested. Get this off the embezzling $9,000 per pizza. She delivers. $9,000 per pizza? Yes. What else is coming with the pizza? Stock tips and food on the low, she says. Wait a minute. Go, go wait a minute. Run this one back real quick. I missed yeah. something here. I missed something. <laughs> yes. Ohio woman's arrested after embezzling $9,000 for pizza delivers, selling them, quote, stock tips and food on the low. So you're telling me this chick was rolling up to people's houses, delivering pizza, right? <laughs> yes. Italian eatery pizza with pepperonis and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> then offering stock tips to the people she was delivering to, and these people were paying her for not only the pizza, but for the stock tips. Yes. It's, you must be delivering pizza to the dumbest neighborhood <laughs> in the state. <laughs> the dumbest neighborhood in the state. You're delivering pizzas. Why am I? Why would I, in God's name, ever take a stock tip from you? Exactly. Are you delivering the pizzas in a Maserati? <laughs> Did you fly them to my house in your personal helicopter? What is it about you that screams, I need the insider stock tips for my pizza delivery guy? Exactly. How? How, how do you even get to that point, JR? How, I have no idea. I would tell her to get going to hell. She can't believe it that way. Going to hell. How does it even come up? How does it even come Okay, th- this is the interaction when the pizza guy comes to my house. Oh, hey, how's it going tonight? Oh, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you bringing the pizza. Oh, you need me to sign for it? Okay, I'll sign for you here. Here you go. Okay, have a good night. Talk to you later. Inside, eat the pizza. That's it. How do you get to the embezzlement part where you offer stock tips on the low? How does the stock tip play into that? It's a, it's a 10-second transaction. <laughs> it must be one hell of a pitch, bro. <laughs> exactly. Then you're done. Like the African prince, you're done. Man. And Florida man is arrested after kicking soccer balls at daycare workers and children to prepare them for the new season. What was that? Did you say prayer? To prepare them for the new season. Prepare. Oh, I thought you said to. Okay, sorry, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm still trying to get over the nine thousand dollars. <laughs> Pizza stockbroker scenario. Like, what? Exactly. That the story right there is like, what? I, I just don't understand. I, I'm sorry. I have to go back to it. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> How do you go from, from Domino's to stock tips? Like, for real? I mean, like, it's one thing if you were to tell me the story was somebody was just going door to door selling investment advice. Okay, at least that way, like, you're 
you're representing yourself as an investment broker or something, you know? There's a reason for you to purchase it from that person. You're still an idiot, but you did, you know, at least that person was pretending to be, you know, a, a stockbroker. But when the pizza delivery person shows up at your house, that, no, no one shape or form does that say anything about a stockbroker. Yes, that this story right here is like what? Mm-hmm. And then the food on the low. Okay, so much for us is that deliver me a pizza. Can offer me stock tips. Then food on the low. Yeah, like, but I don't understand. Like, what is that? What is she like selling you a discount book to the pizza <laughs> joint? <laughs> what? You see, food stamps. I don't. What does that mean? <clears throat> it could. Maybe she's like. Maybe she was selling extra like cheesy bread on the side and just pocketing the money you know like oh hey it's five bucks on the menu but I'll sell you these for 250 you know that story is one that, that Timmy we're not gonna forget that story <laughs> Timmy Timmy in Winnipeg talk it up bro <laughs> this is what we talked about this stories you just don't forget man and once again our takes are good Oklahoma woman's take is bad and her custom takes are bad that was a rough one, Jr. That was gonna. I'm gonna be thinking about that one for a while. Yeah, who asked you about that? Well, yeah, well, who was that? Warren one? That Warren. See, this is what happens. It's why I stays with him, Warren. <laughs> See, <laughs> this grabs a hold of me. Can't help it. Well, this is something we have happened a lot. Texas teacher is arrested after having sex with four students, including two at the same time, in the fitting room at Macy's. In the fitting room at Macy's. Yes. They were running a train on the teacher. Yes. In the fitting room at Macy's. Yes. And this is a female teacher. Yes. See, there's clearly a a different uh, reaction to to when a a male teacher has sex with a female student and a, a female teacher has sex with a male student, correct? What is the, in your opinion, okay, detach yourself from the boss report for a minute. In your opinion, what is the reason there's such a difference? Is it just because of the, the nature of the sexes? Yes, because see, males are viewed as predators. Women are viewed as wild, like, for real. Like, and I then there's, there's like the, the, the aspect where the, the, the boys actually are like, you know. In some way, getting over, like they're winning. Like, yeah, I, I knocked off my teacher. Like they wanted to do it, exactly. Whereas the the younger female student would be viewed as like impression impressionable and taken advantage of. Exactly. Huh. Okay. That's what's going on in that scenario. I mean, either way, it's still like you're really it's it's terrible either way. But I guess from the male perspective, if your teacher was offering to have sex with you and she was attractive at that age i mean you're you're so ramped up with hormones that you're i mean you're you're doing it there's no there's, there's no, no stopping sh- you there's no stopping you man there's you are not pumping the brakes at that age yeah they're right and here we go florida woman arrested after offering sex for spicy nuggets and frosties to multiple windows customers spicy nuggets are good bro yes they, <laughs> they are they are good. They got a good. Wendy's has a good spicy chicken sandwich too. They're they're. I mean, it's the same thing really. It's just like the, you know, 
the different form that they're in. The spicy chicken sandwich is pretty good from Wendy's. Have you had the new um, KFC Zinger sandwich yet? I have not. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not very spicy. It's not as spicy as the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Um, so it's just it's just kind of like a, a, a medium spice type thing, but it's it's pretty delicious. It's pretty delicious. I personally love a good spicy nugget frosty combo. Um, I'm not sure what what went awry with this transaction, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Never had that happen to me. <laughs> exactly. It's in Florida. What do you expect? It's in Florida. Yeah, that's. True. I'm sure there was some future playing in the background. <laughs> Very much so. And we have this ex-treasurer arrested after stealing thousands of dollars from the Georgia School Drama Club to pay for wedding with longtime girlfriend and a Aruba vacation with his longtime work side piece. <laughs> He's he spent stolen money on his wait on his actual on his on his wife to get married right his, yes. his girlfriend wife to get married and then also on a vacation for him and his side piece yes <laughs> dude I mean uh, yeah, yeah, that's rough bro I, there's lots of, there's lots and lots of story my my uh, dad was a, a school public school administrator for thirty plus years and. Just from being exposed to, to his stories and then kind of knowing about this and that, there's tons and tons and tons of little instances like that all over the country, man, where people who are in charge of money for public school systems, you know, you start stroking those checks for all this stuff and that stuff. And the next thing you know, you're stroking them into your own account, bro. Exactly. I feel you on that. That's happening in Georgia. Georgia man going crazy and the Florida crazies. Famished prostitute was popped for offering cop sloppy toppy in exchange for $25 and some chicken McNuggets. I mean, I guess, well, ultimately she got fed because if they took her to jail, she probably, you know, caught a couple meals there, right? Sure did. But, I mean, if somebody's like super hungry like that, my first reaction wouldn't be to arrest them. It would be to like you know just get them, set them right, man. Get them, get them some food. Maybe they wouldn't be doing those types of things if they just you know had a little bit leg up. You know, give them, give them a little head start. Exactly. I think the cop overreacted, but hey, it's Florida. McDonald's <laughs> chicken McNuggets, Taco Topic, twenty five dollars. I guess it's Florida. We can't really judge the cops too hard. I mean, they put up with a lot of bull- BS stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yes, indeed. You know how you know Florida averages over 800 arrests per day. Oh my God, dude! Over the whole state, they average over 800 arrests a day throughout the whole state. That's crazy. Exactly. I bet you a lot of it has to do with the heat. I mean, you live there. I visited there for an extended period of time, and in the in the summer months, August, it gets humid. I mean, yes. like, and it is hot. Like, I remember being there. And it would be sunny and, and very warm. And then all of a sudden a rainstorm would come through for like 10 minutes, soak everything. And then it would be real hot because of the humidity. Mm-hmm. It happens about two o'clock every day. It just rolls on through, man. And then next thing you know, you got people rolling around on lawnmowers, butt naked, listening to future. <laughs> exactly. I wonder these things happen before the storm, <laughs> or after the storm. I wonder. It- 
never dawned on me after all these years of doing the boss report of why Florida man is always butt naked, and that's because it's so damn hot down there. I never never even made the connection. That's why it never got clothes on. Exactly. It's, it's very hot in you, man, and you sweat out your clothes. A lot of people are walking around with sweaty backs with some of those naughty ass big old hats or you squeeze a sweat in the shirt or whatever in the shorts. That horrible patch. It's like you can eat on yourself or something. It's terrible. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's It's rough, dude. It really is. If you've never been to Florida, like I'm not even kidding you, it, you seriously walk out of your door and you're soaking wet. Right on the spot. Right on the spot. A-S-A-P. So we hit that heat. And here we go. This is something we had a few weeks ago. Georgia man arrested after taking son to a Decatur prostitute to lose his virginity for his birthday. Yeah, we had one of these the, uh, a couple weeks ago, didn't we? You sure did. Uh, this was different, though. The one a couple weeks ago was the uh, dude took his daughter. Yes. Like, Florida, to, yep. yeah, to, to, like, learn about prostitution. This I mean, I don't know where I come out on this. Like, I mean, if you if you want your you're, you're taking him to a prostitute, I understand that's probably looked upon. You know, the the profession is not looked upon in a good light. But if you want your son to lose his virginity, I I mean, I don't think this is an uncommon practice. I really don't. I think this happens a lot more than than you would think. Yeah, it does happen a lot because I know a lot of, I, I know I know two dudes have uh, got escorts for their professional escorts for their son's birthday I know yeah. that f- for sure right and I guess I mean it's not a, I guess what's the best way to put this it's not an illogical line of thinking it might not be like maybe the best decision from a parent standpoint I, I, I'm not going to judge it because I don't have any sons I don't really know but um, it's not illogical I mean would you rather have them out chasing around you know, all hopped up with all the hormones running around chasing after every chick they, they can, you know, get their hands on or, or let them experience it and kind of, you know, get a taste for it from somebody who knows what they're doing and takes the proper precautions and so on and so forth. Exactly. And this is Florida man doing Florida man stuff, John. Florida man arrested after snorting cocaine in front of the cops as a wildfire rages in North Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man does not care about the cops whatsoever anymore. He just he just doesn't care. Doesn't care, man. Just chops up lines on the hood of a police car. More enough, sir. Just gonna crank a couple of these lines up my nose real quick. What's the news on that forest fire? Oh yeah, it's still going on. Okay, see you later. Like that, don't 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 even care. No, you know, don't care in the world. Fire was literally like five feet behind the dude. He just letting it go. Sir, he's close, close to the heat. He's letting it, he's just going, doing what he's doing. He's doing his lines as he, he's going through his lines. <laughs> well, like, would you even notice in Florida? It's so damn hot anyway. Sure, wouldn't notice. He just says, what the hell? It's like extra heat. It's what's, what's new to us, you know? Right. Uh-oh. Peril, no, 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 no. Sicko. Texas Chipotle employee popped for spying on women's restrooms to, quote, Study female rhythms. What the hell? So that's a bad take, Timmy. That's a bad take. To study female rhythms. 
<laughs> run, run it back from the top real quick. Barrel, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's what the sandline says. Sickle <laughs> Texas Chipotle employee pop respired on women's restroom to, quote, study female rhythms. Yeah, that is an awful take, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> if you're keeping track at home, Timmy, chalk this one up in the bad take column. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's a bad take right there. There's no female rhythms going on uh, in that vicinity of the restaurant. Um, nice try to get out of that one. Now, I, I have an additional story here. I went to a, a restaurant yesterday. I was on a college visit with my daughter, and the restaurant was called Jalapenos. Okay, it was a local town restaurant. JR, it was literally the exact same as Chipotle. Like, this place literally ripped off everything that Chipotle had and wow. put it in their restaurant. <laughs> you know, coming to America where McDowell's had everything that McDonald's had? Yes. <laughs> Same thing, bro. Same damn thing. Decor, everything. They had, like, the, the metal, you know, the metal all over the place. Same menu board. It was the exact... I walked in, I'm like, this is Chipotle, right? <laughs> Terrible, dude. No, no, we're jalapenos, not chipotles. It's a totally different kind of pepper. (laughs) Uh oh. Naked Florida man arrested after attempting to sleep in a vaporless tree. I'm I'm gonna stop judging Florida man for being naked. Okay, that's my word to you, Florida man. I just came to the realization that you need to be naked because of the heat. So I apologize. So I will not make fun of you for being naked anymore, nor will I question it. Uh, I will question, however, why in the hell you feel that you need to take a nap in a tree? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I am willing to question that. You know how he got caught? He fell off the tree. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's why people don't sleep in trees. Doing his nap, he fell out of the tree. I mean, it's, I've come close to falling out of bed before taking a nap. You know, you, you get a little bit too close to the edge and roll over and... You know, hell, if you're up in a tree, that's uh, a whole different outcome if you hit the deck there. <laughs> exactly. And we have a proceed with caution. Meme Supervision 21 Savage, who's a friend of future, warns fans about throwing stuff on stage, quote, I'll beat your ass and my goons will beat your ass. Because they're throwing stuff on stage? Yes. Did it say what the items were? Shoes, panties, phones, batteries. Jesus. Blow dryers, water bottles. Blow dryers? <laughs> what the hell do you have a blow dryer? At a concert? What the hell's wrong with you? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know, bro. Like, what? <laughs> blow dryers. <laughs> I was checking things off as you were saying them. Like, check, 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 blow dryer. Wait a minute. Wait, that's not a check. He raced that. <laughs> yeah. Blow dryer. That's just some of the things that I have done to him on stage twice before. Timmy. Timmy, do not take a blow dryer to the concert. Do not, I repeat, do not take a blow dryer to the concert. Bad take. Bad take. Yes, a very bad take. Very, very bad take. And Florida woman arrested after faking blindness to get its benefits being caught driving to get this to Burger King after her meeting with the Veterans Committee. <laughs> so she was at the Veterans Committee meeting where she is supposedly blind to get her benefits. Yes. 
and then leaves the meeting, gets in her car, and drives to Burger King? Yes. I mean, come on, dude. Like, if you're trying to pull that... Ride the bus! Please! Ride the... Yes! Uber! Lyft! Something! I mean, sell it. Sell it. If you're... If you're blind, use the provide a ride, man. Like, like what? Uh, At least ride a bike. I mean... So he was hooked on heroin, hookers, and handguns? Yes. Damn. Triple H. 20, <laughs> 26 guns he sold, huh? Yes. That's a fair amount of weapons right there, bro. I mean, think about it. You get 26 anything. That's, you know, two dozen. That's that's, that's a good a amount of weaponry. There. Right? Man. I wonder how many... Um, let's see here. What's the best way to put this? How many times... Did he have more guns than than hookups? Like how many how many chicks was he hooking up with on the street? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I wonder if my man was was out of gas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> his 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 guns might have been fully loaded, but he sure wasn't. Exactly. Oh. Florida man arrested after showing his meat. Still be the supermarket and trying to get with the. Deli worker saying, quote, I'm fresh off FarmersOnly.com, and I think you're a farmer for me. I'm fresh off FarmersOnly.com, yeah, and I think, I think you're the farmer for me. Yes, Timmy, you're the bad take. <laughs> Timmy, <laughs> Timmy, chalk it up. Bad take column. Big check mark. <laughs> Terrible take, dude. <laughs> Timmy, start a new column. On the right of bad take, write terrible take, and then put a check mark. This one, so bad dude. <laughs> Did he whip it out? Yes, he stole oh. me. He whipped it out. It's over here. The Billy worker. He's from and she's a farmer for him. Oh my god, dude! Like after that happens, you gotta shut the whole joint down and sanitize, right? Like yes. Oh, oh. I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> well, luckily with the end. Final story of this week's support is this. Massachusetts bus driver is arrested after taking kids on field trip for a field day activities, high on marijuana, and waxing some colossal cakes behind a port john during the event. <laughs> I always wondered what the bus driver did while you were in the field trip, right? <laughs> like, now, now you know. <laughs> yes. Smoke, smoking a fatty and playing with some fatties. <laughs> exactly. Man, oh man. The John Vaconius report, man. What is your take on today's report? I, listen, bro. I, you know where I'm going. I don't even know what, how in the hell you get to buying stock tips off the peak delivery person is beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I don't understand it. That one's gonna have my head twisting for a while. Like, I can, I can understand if you said to me, she, she embezzled the money from one singular elderly person who, who just, you know. Maybe not in their right mind, and she took advantage of them. But you're telling me that she did this to multiple people and amassed, you know, nine, ten thousand dollars worth of money. I, I just don't understand how you get there. How do you get there? How do you get there? Exactly. 
that story right there. And I think my man in Georgia paying for the wedding with the long time girlfriend and going to root with the side piece and suddenly from Drama Club, that is going to go down in history as well. I mean, dude, that's a pimp move right there. I got to be honest with you. That's the embezzlement and the, and, the, and the stealing from the school district aside. I mean, hitting the duel, like the, the honeymoon and then the, the vacay with the side piece. You know, listen, that's straight out of how to be a player, right? How do you send that to your wife? I don't even know, bro. Like, oh, honey, remember when we were on uh, our honeymoon? I left my, uh, I left my wallet down there. I'm gonna go back and get it. Uh, I'll be back in, a, in about a week. And I uh, just, that's it. I forgot my wallet down there, and I'm gonna go get it. I don't know. How do you? Stop? What else? Well, we got nothing else, bro. How do you? How do you do that? We need, Convention? we need to call our man in Memphis. I think he'll know how, how to solve this problem. <laughs> professional convention. I guess that's what a lot of guys would go with. I, oh, honey, I got to go down. It's a professional convention for, you know, treasurers of the United States of America yeah, Association. Yeah, a special conference or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I have to chaperone the kids. Something like that. Something he did and got over. I tell you what. Another great boss report. Another great show. I tell you what, folks. You know, they listen well. Folks, this is JR and John, Dan Spills, Amber Hughes. This is Boss Report on the Boss Memorial Network, Boss Radio Show.com. We out. And if you don't know, now you know, you know. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at DraftA Consultants. The concept is a simple one. DraftA Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. DraftA Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. 
Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.